no artist tolerates reality. <laughs> That's one of my favorite Friedrich Nietzsche quotes of all time. No artist tolerates reality. What does that mean? What it means, and to put it bluntly, is that too many of us spend years, maybe even decades, in pursuit of somebody else's plan for our one precious life, right? We are trapped. We're so trapped so often by our limiting beliefs, by the well-trod paths of others, by all of you know our culture's shoulds. But I'm here to tell you today in today's micro show that this trap, it's an illusion, right? It is an illusory trap. It's not real. The world would have you believe that, you know, a creative practice is an indulgence, that following your dreams is an impractical waste of resources and time that would be better invested in, in basically anything else, right? The world has a narrative that it wants you to fit comfortably in. They want you to invest time in something more practical, something more worthy. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm not sure what that more worthy thing is, right? Investing in the stock market or, you know, going to school and getting a degree, uh, performing science experiments. Like, it's never clear what you're supposed to do instead of pursuing your creative practice, instead of pursuing your dreams for this one precious life. It's only just said vaguely or fuzzily that pursuing creativity is lofty or selfish or, you know, God forbid, naive, right? We've all got that uh, that uncle or grandparent or career counselor that tells you that it's naive to pursue these things. But the reality is, it's actually just the opposite. The truth is that creativity is your birthright. It's the foundation that underpins every act of making anything in the world, right? You can't actually co-create even a conversation without creativity. I can't make this recording to you. I can't write a book. You and I can't have a, an experience together. We are both co-creating our experiences. So if you've ever wondered the level of importance of creativity, it is your birthright. So then, follow me here, establishing a creative practice then is the foundation for everything you think, everything you need, everything that you seek, right? Creativity, it's, it's generous, it's life-changing, it's mind-altering. And, you know, what I'm here to do is underscore the idea that it's practical as hell. And it's only by creating in small, everyday ways that we come to understand that we can create big changes in our lives whenever we desire them or when we need them most, right? It's only through developing a capacity to create something that we can create everything, everything. You have agency right now, wherever you are, in the car, on the commute, on the subway, on the walking path, jogging path, lying in bed, wherever you are, you have the capacity to create. You are, you have your own agency. And it's through the capacity to create something that you can recognize, that you can build the muscles to create not just anything, but literally everything. So if you find yourself asking, does creativity matter? Clearly it does. Now, you wouldn't be listening to me or the show or if you if you didn't believe that. So I feel like I hopefully have a captive audience in here with you and your ears. But I confess, I sometimes forget this, right? Here I am writing books on this stuff and, you know, every week recording numerous podcast episodes and standing on stages all over the world talking about this. And I even sometimes forget how powerful this is. Now, let's go back to that Nietzsche quote about, right? No artist tolerates reality. So what does that mean? 
Reality is shapeable by us. We can control our own experience of it. I mean, I can give you countless, dozens, hundreds of examples where I was not satisfied with the status quo. I mean, again, look around you. Everything that you can see, everything you're experiencing was invented, was dreamed up by someone like you. No smarter, no more talented, no more privileged, no more well-connected than you. And so if I put myself back in that moment, in that space of understanding that awareness, I can remember believing that there should be a book that was more than some wispy sort of um, theorizing about creativity or something that wasn't just a here's how you do it, sit down with a pen and a pencil and do it here. I That's one of the reasons that I created Creative Calling. I can remember, you know, creating the uh, best camera, right? The first photo app that had photographs as the basis of a social network. You know, obviously that idea had some staying power, right? Instagram, you know, the well chronicled story of me on the internet, Instagram came along through $100 million that it kicked my ass. And now Instagram is like a way of life. It's a way of communicating. And there's hundreds of other examples that didn't actually exist. And it's hard to understand that that didn't exist. But that, you know, my first experience there was dreaming up of something that wasn't a part of reality. I was actually told dozens of times that that was a stupid idea to build a platform that allowed you to share photos and create a social network around your photography and share those to other platforms like Twitter and Facebook, etc. I was told that was stupid. I was told that the world did not need an online learning platform, that school was in person and things, especially things like creativity and photography. It's so visual. How are you going to teach that on the internet? I mean, these are all things that, that I was told that didn't exist. And I bet if you go back in your experience, there was something that was, you know, gnawing at your intuition to do something. There was someone else out there telling you not to do it because it was stupid. And in that moment, you did it anyway. And what happened? You shifted your reality. You brought something new into the world. You did the thing that someone else said was not possible. So there are so many stories of this, right? So today in this micro show, I'm asking you, what are you doing to shift reality? You've heard about Steve Jobs had a, was a reality distortion machine. But ultimately, again, what Steve said is, why would you, you know, take an existing product and just incrementally improve it? Why wouldn't you make the thing that you can see in your mind that was not tethered to the current status quo? Of course, all changes aren't humongous and, you know, life altering. Some are incremental. But the point is that the reality that you live in right now is finite. And what you are is you are infinite. You have the ability to add to reality, to add an experience, a invention, a piece of yourself, yourself combined with something new and useful to really make a difference in your life, in the lives of others. However you see it, you can shape it. So in conclusion, this is a reminder that it is your job to not tolerate the reality that you live in. If you feel like there's something broken or out of place or there's a better solution for something, this is what it means to tap into that thing. This is what it means when people talk about, oh, have a vision, have a goal that's bigger than yourself. Now, I'm not suggesting that you drop everything and run and try and build you know, the next multi-billion dollar company to solve all of the world's problems. But you have something inside you. You have some contribution that is waiting to get out that actually does bend or change reality, even if that reality is just 
yours. So I would like to call you to action. What can you do to take advantage of these longer days here? You know, we're emerging into, into spring and summer, or if where you are at, it's winter, what can you do to hunker down when it's cold outside and wet? What can you hunker down and build in order to change your reality and maybe the reality of others? Because that's the only thing that ever made this world better was someone like you taking action. All right, signing off for today's micro show. What can you do to stop tolerating reality and make a change in your life and potentially the lives of others? Thanks for listening. Until next time, I bid you adieu. All right. Hey, thanks so much for listening. But before you go, something really quick here. I wanted to say how much I appreciate you joining us today on the show. These conversations always light me up and leave me super energized and ready to get to work. Not only that, but I'm always learning something from these new guests and from this community, hopefully right alongside you. There's a little selfish aspect here that I hope you'll join me in, right? This idea that we can learn from the world's best. Now, lots of you have asked how you can support the show, given that we are not a ad-supported network. We're not putting a bunch of um, spam in there from all these random products that I don't use. You know that we're sponsored by Creative Live. They foot the bill for the show, and that's so I don't have to interrupt the podcast every 15 minutes with some random read. So just a handful of thoughts here. First, the hardworking, talented people at Creative Live would love it if you subscribed to Creative Live. For just 149 bucks a year, you get access to 2,000 classes. The way you do that, it's simple. Go to creativelive.com slash pass. All one word, creativelive.com slash C-R-E-A-T-O-R-P-A-S-S. Hopefully that adds a ton of value to you and is this beautiful reciprocal um, exchange of value that when you subscribe, we get to make the show better. All right. Thank you for being a part of this community. Looking forward to being in your ears again soon. Hopefully tomorrow.